For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For over 40 years, University Cancer and Blood Center has been helping Georgians face cancer diagnosis with courage, confidence, and trust. And in Oconee County now, University Cancer and Blood Center. Joined now by the UCBC's Dr. Frederick Flint. Dr. Flint, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, folks have seen this facility, driving by it. I might not even know what it is, this big facility now. just off 316 at the Oconee Connector. You're telling me you actually opened this week, but a grand opening, a ribbon cutting and such coming up later this week? Yes, sir. That will be Friday at 4 o'clock. Uh, tell me about this facility, the University Cancer Blood Center. First of all, tell me about UCBC. Obviously, a lot is, is told by the name itself, but tell us about the UCBC. So University Cancer and Blood Center has been the uh, primary uh, location for cancer care in Athens uh, for over 40 years. And we provide uh, cancer care for many uh, surrounding communities in northeast Georgia, from all the way in Tacoa to all the way south in uh, Eatonton and as far as close to Atlanta as Covington. Um, but, uh, but our home base is, is here in uh, Athens for the last 40 years, and we're excited to be expanding now into Oconee County. All right, the facility, what's going to be, uh, what is now available? What's, what's this place about? So this is the first cancer care center in Oconee County. It's 24,000 square feet. Uh, there will be 10 uh, physicians seeing patients that, on alternating days, uh, both medical oncologists as well as palliative care physicians and nurse practitioners and physicians' assistants. Uh, we also have uh, uh, infusion chairs for chemotherapy. There are 38 in, infusion chairs. And you, you got to see it, my friend. It is just beautiful. Uh, and the kind of, I had, a, I had a patient earlier this week describe it as, uh, chemotherapy spa day, which I don't know that I've ever quite uh, <laughs> heard that chemotherapy uh, term that way. Um, uh, but we also uh, offer uh, supportive care services and social work, full laboratory, and actually imaging. Uh, we'll be doing screening mammographies uh, and CT scans with a separate entrance for those patients just coming in for imaging. You know, it just occurs to me, Dr. Frederick Flint, uh, University Cancer and Blood Center, in a perfect world, th th this facility wouldn't open in the first place because there would be no demand for it. The optimal answer okay. here would be zero. How many patients are you treating? The ideal answer would be zero. We don't live in that world. This is the world in which we live. So in terms of capacity, how many folks will you be able to handle? Uh, generally, uh, up to 125 patients per day just in our Oconee office. Mm. That's a lot of folks, a lot of folks there. And in terms of cancer care itself, and obviously that's what's uh, at, at play here, that's what we're talking about this morning with this brand spanking new facility. I, I, I've always had this notion as a personal matter, maybe not as relates to other people, and we've all known people who've battled cancer over the years, and a good many of them successfully. So I've always been on a personal level 
kind of terrified. I mean, a lot of people are. If you told me I had cancer of the fingernail, I would think it was something that was going to take me out. And I know that over the years, I can read data, uh, that we have made tremendous strides. For lack of a better way to ask the question, how tremendous have the strides been and, and what's next? Yeah, that we're, we continue to push the envelope. First, let me say that th- this job is a calling, you know, to, to have the honor to, uh, you know, walk this journey with, uh, with cancer patients and sort of help alleviate some of that fear uh, walk uh, and walk them through as, as best we can. Our outcomes continue to improve. All cancer subtypes, if you look at National Cancer Registry data, um, uh, survival rates are improving in nearly all cancer subtypes. And you talk about pushing that envelope and keep making those kind of strides. What's necessary? I mean, I'm sure it's an all-hands-on-deck situation, Dr. Vent, the yeah. universities, and then a lot yeah. of the work that's being done uh, here in Athens and elsewhere. What, what's what's going to move the ball farther down the field? Well, UCBC has been on the forefront of cancer research since its founding. We have our own research division, uh, so we are actively involved in clinical trials and multiple different cancer subtypes. Um, we are also a national um, uh, cancer Institute a community uh, research cancer center. So we're sponsored in cooperation with the National Institutes of Health in D.C., uh, being able to offer patients world-class trials close to home. I also say UCBC is always always on the forefront of new therapies that are coming out and being improved. We're the only facility in the state of Georgia to be offer be able to offer a type of what's called a radio pharmaceutical, which is sort of like uh, a smart bomb chemotherapy with radiation attached for lack of a better description, mm. but next line therapy, no other center uh, has been able to offer it. We've gotten referrals from as far west as Nebraska and as far north uh, as New Jersey. So um, just proud to offer that to the community. Again, Dr. Frederick Flint with us here, board certified in internal medicine, hematology, and medical oncology, the University Cancer and Blood Center, the new facility out there on 316, the Oconee Connector, the ribbon cutting on Friday, but already open and serving patients. As we speak, I was reading your resume here, Mercer, uh, the medical school, and then the Air Force and a tour in Afghanistan, uh, working in medical operations there. That that strikes me as a little bit curious, and you can tell me a little bit about what you did there, because I'm, okay, uh, you're, you're in Afghanistan. There's a war going on, and obviously combat casualties. But you're an oncologist, and it, 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 I'm trying to connect those dots, what that must have been like. What, what, what were you doing over there? Well, my analogy for this, you know, when you, when you sign up to be uh, in the Army or the Marines, uh, you're a rifleman no matter what your job is. <laughs> uh, in the medical field, no matter what your specialty is, you are still trained to take care of, of patients mm-hmm. with um, battlefield trauma. Uh, and so I was uh, deployed to Afghanistan. They did allow me to serve as the theater uh, uh, consultant for hematology oncology. And believe it or not, with the um, contract type workers that were in Afghanistan, we did diagnose some uh, cancers in those contract workers, and some hematology came up. But my, my job mostly there was to run a, uh, and be part of the trauma ICU team. Uh, and thankfully, they, they sent me to Baltimore Shock Trauma to learn trauma medicine uh, really well just before deploying. 
Again, Dr. Frederick Flint, uh, as, a, as an oncologist and as somebody at this University Cancer and Blood Center, I, I suppose, and you tell me, correct anything I'm getting wrong here, but, but I suppose that by the time they quote-unquote get to you, it's about treatment more than diagnosis. Uh, but, but that moment of diagnosis, I'm, I'm assuming you've been in the room and I'm assuming you have been over the years somebody who's had to deliver that news to, to some person, some individual, some loved ones. What's that moment like? I, 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 I think I could go to school. I could go to medical school. I could learn to be a doctor, give you enough time. I don't think I'd ever learn that skill. Well, again, I think it goes back to oncology being a a calling for not just the physicians, but the advanced practice providers and nurses. You know, everybody at UCBC thinks of oncology as that calling. There's no easy way around it, but uh, just being there with uh, love and compassion, uh, and listening, you know, to patients' concerns and hopefully being able to explain things on a level which, regardless of healthcare literacy rate, a patient can understand. And at every level, and this 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 applies, I'm sure, across the board, uh, the prognosis, uh, okay, and, and obviously the diagnosis, the moment of diagnosis, the catching it early or not, as the case may be, has a lot to do with the prognosis, but also that patient attitude. Uh, simply stated, how hard are you willing to fight? How much does that play into it? Well, I, I think a positive attitude has a... Uh, you know, benefit in any situation in, in life, certainly in face with the cancer diagnosis. I also believe the importance of faith and and family support and, you know, uh, helping patients navigate the diagnosis. And and we know that that all that is so important on, on every level in terms of their diagnosis, how they do with tolerating treatment and their cancer outcomes. Are there any things, any things plural that that I can do? I'm somebody, I'm 61 years old, no reason whatsoever to believe I have any kind of cancer. I have my most recent physicals not turning up anything. Let's assume for the moment that I'm cancer free. What's the best thing I can do to stay that way? Well, number one, ensure that you're up to date on your routine cancer screenings with your primary care physician. Uh, And so whether that's uh, prostate cancer screening and uh, for men, but also colonoscopies uh, with gastroenterology and for females, uh, mammography and uh, female exams as well. Those are all how we catch cancer early and how the outcomes improve because we continue to get, get better at our screening rates in this country. And then otherwise maintaining good health, you know, eating what our, our moms told us to, you know, uh, low fat, Lean protein, fruits, and vegetables um, are, are the best way nutritionally to prevent cancer. And then finally, let me say, and uh, you know, as part of University Cancer and Blood Center, we have our own genetics department um, and genetic counselor. So, if you or anybody listening may have a family history of cancer, um, we can actually assess their family history and help determine if there is any hereditary predisposition syndrome to cancer. So that maybe screenings. Um, additional screenings might be needed based off those genetic results. And uh, Dr. Frederick Flint, the ribbon cutting on Friday, University Cancer and Blood Center, 316 at the Oconee Connector, brand spanking new facility opened just this week, a couple of days ago. Dr. Flint, thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck moving forward. Can I add one more thing? Please do. Yes. So uh, I I just want to make it clear that we're also opening a comprehensive cancer center in Athens, 
so that will be uh, opening in August, just beside our current office on Old Jefferson Road. So more to come. Out there on Jefferson Road, Old Jefferson Road, as it were. Again, we'll make yes, note sir. of that. And we thank you for your time this morning. Thank you, my friend. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.